Oh, what the heck? What the hell? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, that's not the cool. The Rogan experience. <laughs> hell yeah, there we go. <laughs> Found the right one. What's up, what breadheads? Hello, my breadheads. Uh, you gotta get all of the news anchor <laughs> themes as well in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, does mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson have a intro song? Because we can use that as well. That's a good idea. Play the yeah. uh, 20, 21th Century Fox, like, but boom. Ooh, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't know that. Dude. I just riffed all of the sounds I have currently. Um, but yeah, we'll have to download some new ones. And I'm curious, like, how does a, like, who is Tucker Carlson? <laughs> <laughs> who is this Tucker guy? Um, who is this fucker? And fucker what are they? Yeah, is this like a is this guy a news anchor or, or something? Like, how do you even get fired as a news anchor unless you do something very problematic in your personal life? Dude, I feel like your whole job is just to read things off a screen. So the only way you can get fired is by being a bad reader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was either a bad reader or um, was involved in some shady dealings mm-hmm. outside of work, much like That's our true. our fallen uh, spokesperson. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point um yeah i have seen many a tv series or movie series dedicated to the inner workings of media companies <laughs> and the types of abuse and scandal that happens so i wouldn't be surprised if tuck got tucked away by one of those mm-hmm, mm-hmm. actually i'm seeing a tweet where he basically was um I think there was like some like leaked email <laughs> where they're like mm. having some kind of confrontation and um fast forward but apparently he was eating a hot dog that was tucked away in his jacket <laughs> <laughs> um during his lunch hour i suppose or during a meeting and his response mm-hmm. was you can't skip lunch <laughs> and no way and i think just finding this out now i think that's a great slogan for this podcast hi you can't skip lunch that is a great slogan. I keep my foot long tucked away in the double-breasted jack pocket, jacket pocket. Um, <laughs> uh, concealed carrying laws are completely <laughs> non-existent for uh-huh. sandwiches and hot dogs, despite their shape being very uh, dangerous. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I don't really know anything about this person, but... I did watch, I did a little bit of research for this episode, Ty. I did watch mm-hmm. the Nelk Boys interview with Tucker. And I think he's definitely like on some kind of spectrum. Just like the way he the way he talks seems like relatively normal. But then he'll like jump into this insane burst of laughter. Like the way he laughs, it's almost like a child takes over from inside. Like, I don't know if you've seen The Exorcist, but it's kind of like. <laughs> kind of like that? <laughs> like a different like persona just jumps in there for a split second and then it goes back and it's just like whoa was that the same person i just saw but it actually was <laughs> well dude we're, we're like okay we're all on a spectrum otherwise it wouldn't be a spectrum it would be binary mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, those are two things spectrums and binary are two things that talkers probably got a lot of thoughts on but um i think like we have to uh sympathize with him a little bit right now because whenever a the the face of media gets canned it's bad news for the rest of media like you and i are next on the cancellation list 
Ty and I, Ty, you and I have been on that list for since we've started, and look mm-hmm. at us now. Nothing's happened to us, Ty. We've been um, blessed to, I guess, like have some kind of level of privilege here because mm-hmm. we're idiots. <laughs> yeah, um, Chester's privilege. About, yeah, talking <laughs> talking about nonsense. It's like it's it's harmless. You know, what I mean, we can make dumb mm-hmm. jokes. We can even make we can make horrible jokes. That are like mm-hmm. mean and awful, um, but doesn't matter because we talk about subway. You know that's a good point. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And yeah, uh, I feel like Tucker would do really well in subway because he <laughs> doesn't need to read. And if reading is what got him axed, he doesn't need to look at the menu one bit. He just needs to point at the vegetables. Mm-hmm. He probably what would go through his mind? He'd be like, "Is the that green lettuce and that green pepper kind of cute? <laughs> uh, <laughs> why is the salami so sexy? Um, stuff like that." But all he has to do is point. He doesn't have to read, and that's really good for uh, a news anchor that just needs to rest their rest their eyes. Yeah, totally. Um, and the best part about it, Ty, is like, you know, if you don't have to look at someone in the eyes when you're speaking to them you're mm-hmm. able to like think a little bit more about like what you actually want in your sandwich right you get to look at your options mm-hmm. to evaluate you don't need to like speak to anybody because they're just to, to you they're just two hands really um they're not <laughs> anything else than that <laughs> you keep your eyes like below the top of the sneeze card you don't even need to mm-hmm. see the human it's just they're just hands mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's really cool it could be yeah. anybody operating them I I do realize, like, I know I'm kind of beating a dead meatball here, but the <laughs> fact that Subway is the only restaurant outside of, like, a chef's kind of omakase space that you can be completely illiterate, have never been in a restaurant before, and kind of figure out what to do. People have always, like, critiqued Subway for being a little bit, um, sort of, like, unintuitive because of the, like, specific order that you actually have to assemble things. And uh, it's nonconformity to traditional fast food. However, that is exactly what makes it accessible to anybody who has never read a word or doesn't speak the same language of, as the Subway menu. It's kind of a, mm-hmm. beautiful in that way, hey? Yeah, it's kind of interesting, Ty. I think like all of that has been is like slowly changing right now because they just launched that new, the new updated menu here in Canada. So. Mm. If you're American and you're listening to this, you've had like the zero to or the one to 12 like number options for like food at some point. Mm, There's the like, dirty the different, like the dirty dozen. Yeah, we have 15, I think we've got 50 oh, long options. No, yeah, hold on. I took a photo and I, and I remember seeing like more than 12. Hang on. Yeah, so this, <laughs> this is subway regressing. They're leaning into words, right? Because that's 15 that's right. pre-made footlongs. I took a photo while there, Ty. And um, there's three new deli sandwiches, mm-hmm. uh, four new chicken ones, okay. four new. Okay, here's a cool category steak and veggie. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because you know why? Because there's only one like veggie one. One, okay, one veggie one that isn't in the other like Italian section. It's really confusing. Like whoever whoever the graphic designer was in this project, I just like don't envy them at all. Um, oh, yeah, dude. Well, imagine trying to like you're the information architect of the new 
subway menu and you have to mm-hmm. pitch to the board why meat and veggie <laughs> is a category like <laughs> how, what do you do like how do you sell that one to be honest i think it was the other way around i think they were like okay and we're gonna do a veggie section for all of the vegetarians right and then mm-hmm. the, some old guy on the board is like what if you just move the veggie one into the steak section <laughs> Yeah, probably. Make, make it steak and veggie. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking lunatic. Um, but there's some there's some heavy hitters. tied. can I just read you like a few of them that I that I noticed? Um, yeah, hit me. One of them is called. One's actually a vegetarian option. Mozzarella bella. That was one of the. Oh Italian. yes, the mo- mozzarella bella. Okay. Yeah, honestly, just the name is so beautiful. It makes me. It reminds me of uh, just you know. Sitting on the sitting on a bridge somewhere in Tuscany and just letting my black olives fall into the river below. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, fuck. I love that for you. Um, yeah, if a fish the... were to like swim by and gobble up one of those black olives, it would die like a month later <laughs> of, of some kind of like disease. <laughs> it immediately floats to the surface, and that's how subway that's how subway catches their tuna. You know, they bait the the fish with the black olives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, uh, bubble 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 to the surface but yeah dude i've heard about this bella mozzarella because it has paved the way for pesto to be added to the menu pesto is now an option that's for right an additional fee if you uh order it a la carte oh interesting so that yeah that sandwich is probably one of the cheaper ones so far it's the second cheapest the green goddess is the cheapest one yeah. Um, that one does not have pesto. So yeah, I guess it's baked into the price or toasted into the price, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, Green Goddess is such a ripoff because I analyzed the Green Goddess. I looked at the vegetable <laughs> options on it because it's essentially the veggie delight repackaged with the house dressing. And then they <laughs> are charging a premium sandwich price for it. You're paying a premium sandwich price for just bread and spinach. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Bread and spinach. It has green goddess dressing and and house dressing. Yeah, but I could add that to my veg delight today for free. But they're charging signature mm. sandwich prices for that green goddess. So I think I don't know what the redeeming quality of it is, but it's a bit of a scam. Well, to be fair, Ty, the veggie patty is more expensive than the green goddess. That it's makes almost, sense. You... It's a dollar and it's a dollar uh no forty cents less than the mozzarella bella <laughs> wow and these are yeah. canadian money this is canadian money that's right um i think the most so, like <laughs> what <laughs> i was gonna say you went to subway today i believe is that true or did yes, i just out this is the true. listeners no this photo was taken at 12 28 today <laughs> oh my god I, I went for lunch that's right um so it took a long time for them to get to me it it was i did not feel very taken care of at the subway i'll be honest no way that's such a surprise (laughs) (laughs) i also went to subway earlier after our last episode we'll get to that later um (laughs) so i i got a hint of this new menu and oh revisiting the macro theme of this episode around illiteracy I felt like every, did you notice that they wrote out every single ingredient that they recommended with each sandwich below the name of the sandwich? Like it's in like script font sitting below it. I yeah, thought that was absolutely right bonkers because 
they could have just put a little icon to represent the vegetable or sauce, you know, like just put a picture of a red onion. You don't need to type out red onion 30 times across this menu. Really? I, I would, I, you disagree? I, yeah, I think I was going to have the opposite kind of take on that because there is some iconography already happening, Ty. I don't know if you saw this at your location because new menu apparently dropped yesterday. Oh, wow. So I don't know how that worked, but like, what is the time to market between like it launching and like it being installed in this, in the store? Like, is like an overnight kind of like a installation happening? Damn, dude, if that was the case, like all 44,000 locations, they have the night shift artists, the DJs doing the late set. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, that means you're going to have a sleepy sandwich artist putting together your foot long today because <laughs> they were up at midnight trying to change the sh- sheets of paper out on the menu. Mm-hmm. And clearly they haven't figured out like where these new, because there's some new meats, Ty. Mm-hmm. They're, they clearly haven't figured out like where the new meat is going to sit in the like line. Cause mm. I ordered one of them with new meats and the guy had to go to the back to get it. No way. <laughs> it was like in the fridge, like somewhere not on the line, not visible to the naked eye. And I was, I saw it on the menu up there and I was like looking for it. I was like, where's this, where's the capicolo? <laughs> where's, wow. where's the gabagool tie? Um, new year, new meats. Yeah. I was a little bit concerned cause I saw him like put the salami on and then, um mm-hmm. pepperoni and i was like i was like kind of waiting for him to do the capicola i was like better not like fuck me over here and then the guy turns around opens up the fridge and it's in there in a bucket too who knew wow so i'm glad that was that must have been a pretty clutch moment for the artist he probably looked felt like a hero mm-hmm. and i'm not talking but, about the um... hero foot long <laughs> um yeah that's right man but let me tell you about these icons real quick. So they have icons going on already. They got vegetarian, obviously. And then they have two little Doritos that symbolize double cheese. <laughs> oh, really? Like a little triangle. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you can see that, but there it is. Oh, I do. Yeah. It's like cool. it's like a little stack of Doritos. And then there's obviously the Canadian protein one below that, which is, I'm assuming, a Canadian exclusive. Dude, Canadian or like fast food restaurants love to um, advocate for their Canadian beef, you know, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. about it. Like, I don't care where my beef comes from, whether it's Canada or Mexico yeah. or. Well, you want yours to come from a laboratory, so that's I don't true. Think you're the I right like... person to ask. <laughs> that's a good point. You can put a lab anywhere. Can you yeah, tell you... me? <laughs> you want yours to come from a dark basement with like, that's just lined with like all these like 3d printers that's where you want your mm-hmm. beef to come from <laughs> yeah dude it's like a what, what is it like a bitcoin farm but for uh <laughs> for yeah someone's, uh, someone's alienware laptop is like plugged into the 3d printer it's printing out like a mammoth meatball for you <laughs> for your fucking <laughs> yeah. shout out to the boys at nvidia for helping make my next meal <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah powered by intel <laughs> mm-hmm. Crazy. So where, where where does good beef come from besides Japan? Um, well, that's where the best beef comes from, Thai. But also Alberta is the typical, you know, good beef stronghold. Um, I don't know what it is about Alberta beef that's good, but I guess it's it's probably just all marketing now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, they got these like, I don't know, flat landscapes that are good for like mowing down 
cattle. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can yeah, slaughter exactly. cows faster on flat land. Exactly. It's much, you have way more space to commit humanitarian crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so I guess that makes sense. There's also like some states, I guess, in like the Midwest that have the similar kind of like similar vibe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They're, they have the topology that supports topology. the mass genocide of cattle. Yeah, yeah. Makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ca- cows aren't really good with hills. I don't know if like your your school ever did this tie, but apparently it was like popular for like a high school like grad prank to like pull or like move a cow into the <laughs> somehow transport a cow into the school on the second floor because they're able mm-hmm. to go upstairs but not down. So then you have to like kill the cow in the school <laughs> to like Whoa. get out. <laughs> that's a great prank. I wasn't aware of that one. Yeah, I don't know where I learned that, but that's kind of stuck with me because I just the image of my principal gutting this cow <laughs> would be <laughs> would be hard to get out of your memory. Dude, it's the same thing as Subway. Like once it's toasted, you have to kill the sandwich. You can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Once you create the sandwich, you have to immediately kill it because mm-hmm. the longer you wait, Ty, fans of the show will know. Episode one, mm-hmm. <laughs> the longer you wait, the worse it gets. Totally. Which is why I drove home really fast after I ordered my sandwich. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, no, footlong is the name of the artist. What you're about to eat is doctor's footlong. <laughs> what? Please explain. I don't know what that means. Or sorry, footlong's monster. I ruined my own joke. <laughs> oh, it's a Frankenstein joke. I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's Dr. Pretty Frankenstein. Pretty Oh, it's okay. But well, that butchering things is butchered. the theme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a cow was butchered <laughs> in the making of my sandwich, Ty. Um, but when I got there, I was really confused what was going on. I think this particular subway takes online orders. So mm. when I got there, it was completely empty, but they were making food. <laughs> they were just like <laughs> making sandwiches. And I was like, whoa, is there like, like if, if those people are in the room right now, <laughs> do you see them? <laughs> like, <laughs> um. And so I got there, the guy said hi, and I started my order, but he was like putting like rice on like a, in the toaster. And I was like, what the fuck? They're toasting the rice tie. <laughs> like, this, this fucking subway. I don't know what's happening here, man. But the guy pulled out from the toaster like a pile of brown rice. No. And two chicken tenders covered in wrapped in bacon. Dude, Dude look at this shit. I took a photo. Oh, my God. This came out of the no. toaster. Yo, that's crazy. You know what, though? This is the problem with the internet, Eric, is that it inspires anonymity, which inspires <laughs> people to troll more. So they're probably getting all day. The artists are getting mm-hmm. trolled by people in their, in their zany orders mm-hmm. because they can't, like, no neckbeard is going to look that artist in the eye and say, like, can you toast some rice? But they'll <laughs> sure as hell do it true. in the Twitter comments. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Um, but the other thing I realized, Ty, this is extremely critical. Um, the only thing Subway actually has going for it is the fact they're able to supervise the artist making your sandwich and making whatever mm. food you want, right? Because I watched how this guy made this rice bowl for this out of out of town client, mm-hmm. and it was disturbing to say the least. I think they put their most junior designer on it, <laughs> their, oh, no. their most junior artist. Um, that those chicken tenders that I just showed you, he proceeded to cut them 
and he was like slicing them up and then he lifted the paper that they were on and they all fell through the paper because he had cut the paper as well. <laughs> so, and then it was like a neatly cut, like tender with like the bacon was still like on it perfectly. Right. And then when he lifted mm-hmm. it up, everything just fell into a pile and then he just oh, like no. scooped it with two hands and like dumped it in the middle of the bowl. Oh, and no. yeah, half the bacon didn't even make it into the, into the bowl. And I was like, wow, if that was my sandwich, I would make him start over <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> for my bowl, I guess. This is like totally in support of like every CEO's war on remote work. Like if we yeah. can't see you, we can't trust you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're not sitting at your desk with your um, Bose <laughs> noise canceling headphones on, then you're not mm-hmm. working. <laughs> yeah, dude. Keep twiddling that trackpad. Don't let them know you stopped. Yeah, Exactly. Um, so that was, that was happening immediately in front of me. And then I got my, uh, I got my sandwich made and way better execution. I got to say, mm, well, yeah, you had creative direction. Mm-hmm, that's right. Quality so, insurance uh, was baked in. You got the, uh, the Capricola. What else did you put on your foot long? Well, here's where I'm confused because on the menu, like you said, Ty, there's a bunch of vegetables listed below. Um, but as soon as he like put down the meat he, he laid meat <laughs> he laid down the meat on my on my sandwich toasted it and then was like what do you want and i was like what do you mean what do i want it's on the menu just put that stuff mm-hmm. on um but i just got the exact same stuff except i swapped out this like cursed sandwich sauce for mayo and mustard because i'm not a fucking psycho good call good call so this is where the miscommunication lies in the new menu is they are making an ingredient recommendation but you don't know if it's a recommendation or a requirement to get what they, what's mm-hmm. whatever's on the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were, it was kind of like a who's going to go first here standoff mm-hmm. type situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, as I was kind of like telling him my vegetable requirements, um, my creative brief, if you will, mm-hmm. they kept like wanting me to like go, go more, like say more things. Even though they were like still on the first one, which was lettuce, right? I was like, hey, lettuce, tomato, onion. And he's like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, what else? <laughs> and he's like still reaching for the lettuce. I'm like, bro, like, I'm one thing at a time, all right? Like, don't worry about it. Just do your job mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll let you know. But that's one thing I noticed about them. They're always like, they want, they want it all. They want the whole grocery list. It would probably make their job simpler if everyone just said, can I get everything? Hmm. Or nothing, actually. That or would nothing. Be easier. It's actually in their best interest to be reductivism. They say, like, is that a, is that all? Is that all? You're done now, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, should, they should be trying to end the sandwich as soon as possible to meet mm-hmm. all KPIs. Yeah, dude. If, if they finish the sandwich in record time, they can tell you at the end, you can have four minutes back. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, what so that was my humor. Um, you also went to Subway. This was immediately after... I had it immediately before this episode. You had it immediately after our last episode, um, which we recorded IRL. I was jealous. Mm-hmm. I was jealous you didn't invite me. You just went straight well, to Subway without your co-host. I couldn't believe it. I was in a dark place. I needed to get home. I was flying <laughs> to San Francisco the next morning. Uh, so I had a very small window to eat food between recording this at the last episode and packing my bag and going to bed for an early flight. So I saw the way the glowing green and yellow lights drew me in. I thought, well, a, a quick sixer couldn't hurt right now. 
Um, mm. <laughs> quiet. It was it was later in the night. It was quite quiet. The artist was just standing ominously in like, you know how there's always a door frame between the front and back of house at the subway. Mm-hmm. They were just their silhouette was just like sitting, standing there almost as if been waiting to be turned on when I like walk in the door and the bell like booted them up like, hey, Google kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they 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 were activated. I walked up to the counter. I decided to go with flatbread because ever since uh, we invited how original podcast on, I've been thinking about flatbread. We had a short discussion about it. Um, two episodes ago, two episodes ago for the listeners that are just tuning in. Mm-hmm. So I, I hit the flatbread and that's when I saw the, the mozzarella that you mentioned earlier, the bella mozzarella. Mm. Oh yes. Yes. And that it was looking plump. It was looking fresh. It was looking just like the perfect burrata. Um, and I thought I should, I should hit that. And then I thought, well, mm-hmm. how do I build a sandwich that celebrates the mozzarella? So I took the flatbread and I tried to build the best margarita pizza I could off of it. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And I added a few little fun things in with it, but Mary, you, um, you did send yep. me a photo and <laughs> it was a really, you were like eating in your living room with the lights off or something. <laughs> um, but you you had this like flatbread on your coffee table and I saw like marinara kind of peeking out of it and I was like, oh mm-hmm. god, he didn't get the meatball, did he? The meatball oh, flatbread. No. <laughs> Wasn't happening. Oh, They've no. uh, removed the lab grown meatball from the menu, uh, much to my dismay. But <laughs> uh, I march on. I make make it do. This is a margarita, not a meatball marinara. Mm-hmm. So we loaded on like some typical like vegetables that might you might find on a pizza. They stray away from maybe like the uh, what you would do in Napoli, but that's okay. A few black <laughs> olives, a few uh, green peppers. Um, in the sauce department, I went to add the pesto, but they said that it costed more to do. And I wasn't about of that, course. I, of course. So I I nixed that. Um, <laughs> then some like garlic garlic oil on top a little drizzle oh they still have that i oh i keep forgetting to use that it's like probably the best like secret mm-hmm. menu item there and it's I truly agree. a secret yeah it comes and goes like the tide a little parm action it was and then i i never do this Eric. i never do this but i took my sandwich home to eat and <laughs> yeah. i did that because i always take out pizza pizza is something you eat at home on your coffee table and i thought mm-hmm. If this is really a pizza sandwich, it should hold up on mm-hmm. the on like the commute home. It didn't. Mm-hmm. It tasted so cold and bad. Oh no! Yeah, real soggy. But I digress. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, pizza is like one of those things where it's like I get off on kind of eating it like real cold, you know, like straight oh, out yeah. of the fridge. It's actually like a little bit better. <laughs> it's freaky how good it is. Like some people like microwave or reheat their slice i ain't about that i want it to be mm-hmm. a brick <laughs> yeah. totally like bay brought home some pizza the other night and then was like oh do you want me to like warm it up for you i'm like nah pass that right here hell yeah <laughs> dude cool. i love it when the cheese gets so cold that it like becomes one with the crust like it's mm-hmm. just one single like entity it's all blended mm-hmm. 100% agree ty um, I actually had pizza three nights in a row this week. Oh, shit. Um, 
Yeah, that's right. First night, I had a little uh, Italian style pizza. Mm-hmm. And then Bay went out to a uh, parlor. So I had that kind of pizza. I went from mm. like Italian to Yale Townian. <laughs> Pared walnut with some balsamic drizzle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then another pizza place opened up in the area. So I went there as well. And oh, yeah. yeah, dude. So I've been eating pizza every night, but. I gotta say, pizza is one of the thing, one of the one of those things that I like can't ever get sick of. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And the pizza sub is no exception, mm-hmm. assuming that you prepare it well. Mm-hmm. I might go check out that new pizza place in your hood tonight. It is mm-hmm. on my to do list. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, you'll have to hit me when you do go. <laughs> <laughs> like physically hit you? I could probably do that. Um. You can you can bang my line for sure. And by that you mean bang like clock you in the, <laughs> in the face. <laughs> yes, exactly. My jawline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I, uh, I just flew in from San Francisco this morning, Eric. I took a red eye. Uh, it was a red onion eye. Mm-hmm. So clearly, I was teary eyed. Is what I'm trying to say from waking up so early to catch it, but I had to get into the city before to start my uh, day. I am a businessman after all. Um, mm-hmm. It was an er- early lift off, but I will, did while I was in the Bay Area try to venture to a outpost that you are uh, very familiar with, which is the Tonga Room atop Knob Hill. <laughs> Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's on Knob Hill. Okay questionable yeah. name for a hill or anything um please walk me through your entire night tie what did you do before when did you end up at the at the tonga room what was it mm-hmm, like inside mm-hmm. please just start to finish yeah. lay it out it's gonna be a fantastic story for you because it is really <laughs> anticlimactic. here's Perfect. what happened i was dining over in richmond hill for the East Coast Breadheads, that's like left or like west side of San Francisco. Uh, finished up my activation. Pretty intoxicated at this point. We hop in the Uber, rip across town to head over to Tonga. We roll up to Knob Hill. Uh, it's absolute chaos. It's the minute I get out of the car, it's absolute chaos because uh, a member of my set starts vomiting from the alcohol on the side of the road. Oh, there's God. also uh, like an Iggy Pop concert that just got let out in the building next door. So there's people oh, everywhere screaming. Um, mm. And then we're just like, where is this place at the same time? So lots were happening. Didn't really know what was going on, but waddled over to the Fairmont, uh, found the side <laughs> door, walked in, walked up to the um, entrance, uh, walked in then was immediately and rudely ushered out by the employees who informed me that it had closed five minutes prior what what time did you call that 11.05 who closes a bar at 11 p.m on a saturday that's nuts i think they probably profiled you to be honest (laughs) Mm -hmm. it didn't look like a startup ceo you know or anything of that lens i should have had my uh like microsoft t-shirt on yeah wow man that's unfortunate so you didn't actually get to go i mean i got to walk in and then was immediately walking out um, oh, fuck. it's okay i went i walked down the street to another cocktail bar i had a great time but the mm. elusive tonga room once again escapes my itinerary once again i've been telling ty to go to the tonga room for 
probably the entire time I've known you. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. Yeah. And you just like, haven't been, I don't know. It's, it's crazy how, no matter how hard you try, but you know what? I've always somehow I've always successfully been able to get in and it's like usually very, very packed. And mm-hmm. they're really like, they're kind of like sticklers about like the tables there. And like, you have to have, like be eating or like whatever. There's so many rules and it just kind of, kind of just ruins the fun. But I'm always able to like somehow like sweet talk my way in and be like, mm. oh, we're just, you know, just going to stand by the bar and grab a drink. It's no big deal. Like, it's just two of us or whatever. Um, you, you crank that charm up to a 12, right? Absolutely. You maybe uh, shake the guy's hand with like a $50 bill in your hand as well. And mm-hmm. you're, you're on your way in, Ty. Dude, <laughs> I could have done that, but I was like nine drinks deep it. at that point. It was, I was, I, there was nothing charming about my disposition, but. That's to be okay. fair, he probably smelled the puke on your friend. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> these fucking guys are not allowed in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, a, it was a good overall trip. I got to do some of my favorite things. Um, Dolores Park is always a good time on a Saturday afternoon. I always like oh, to yeah. visit my favorite bar of in San Francisco. Shout out to Trick Dog. Um, they have a rotational <laughs> menu every season where they mix it up mm-hmm. and do something novel. Uh, they've done like the menu was just like a bunch of Pantone colors one year. I've been going, I've been going back there for a long time whenever I'm in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time it was like a calendar. This time when I arrived, the menu was a MoMA brochure, except instead of art installations, it was all pictures of all of the previous menus that had ever been there at Trick Dog. And oh. then in framed like in, in framed portraits all along the wall of the bar, they had put up every menu from their last 10 years. So they, it was a very meta Whoa. experience. It was like walking through the trick dog gallery. Um, mm-hmm. And then they made a cocktail off every theme from every theme before, if that makes sense. Whoa. So that's actually, cool. that's actually pretty crazy and very cool. Like for you, especially because you mm-hmm. probably experienced many of them and just being able mm-hmm. to like go back and be like, Oh yeah, I'm actually visiting this place as if it were a gallery because I'm going in and I'm appreciating it for the history and all that stuff. Totally. Wow, that's so, actually kind of serendipitous, Ty. It was quite special um, for a place that just like <laughs> serves alcohol. Um, and Subway should take notes because that's how you do a menu, right? You know, is you make the Whoa. menu ordering the experience that you can connect with. Yeah, that's true. They should play into the nostalgia a little bit more instead of like making it new and fresh like ditch mm-hmm. the whole fresh thing like it's not a it's not a leafy green you don't need to worry about how fresh it is you should yeah, focus on tapping into people's like wants and desires whether it be from today or yesterday you know what i mean mm-hmm. the public perception that subway is something fresh brought it away <laughs> years ago so they're <laughs> clinging on to a false reality and i think they just need to double down on that this is where you eat 12 inches of food way more than you should. And mm-hmm. uh, this is where people that like whose butt crack shows when they bend over come, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, what's like this sandwich should be called like the Greek green goddess. It should be called like the crack addict, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I like that better. The crack addict. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but outside of the Tonga room, Ty, in the hallways of the mysterious Fairmont, San Francisco, there yeah. are posters of their previous menus as well. Did you catch those? I didn't catch those. I was ushered out so quickly and aggressively. Oh, man. 
Well, it is a long mm -hmm. walk once you enter the building to kind of navigate to the bar, depending on which entrance you take. Mm -hmm. Along the way, Ty, there are framed like menus from like the 20s and I don't know if it's the 20s. It's like the 30s or 40s or something. It's like really long time ago. And they cool. have like, oh, this the surf and turf. And it's like $3 mm. <laughs> for like a steak and lobster. And it's like just you you look back and you you can't help but think, man, only 10 years ago we were playing paying $5 for a foot long. Dude, like if Subway did that, which would be so cool if they did, it would mm -hmm. be only like sad and sobering because it'd be like only four months ago I paid <laughs> 30 cents less for the same tuna sub. And then four months prior to that, a dollar less. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the tuna sub throughout the ages. It would be pretty pretty cool to see if there's any like discoloration or uh, change in flake size. Tuna flakes, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, when you said you went back to your favorite bar in the city, I thought you were going to say the cursed blue bottle cafe. That was really... <laughs> that was really Oh, nervous yeah. for you <laughs> they, their pale ale program goes stupid crazy <laughs> mm -hmm. i love sitting at the bar at the blue bottle and um you know telling my barista my woes mm -hmm. dude they might as well be a cocktail bar because it takes them 15 minutes to do a pour over and it costs 15 dollars mm -hmm. and so. it's like a specialty ice cube yeah <laughs> It is, a, yeah. You get it. Ice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I didn't. I didn't go to Blue Bottle this time around. I'm, I'm boycotting mm -hmm. Blue Bottle. Big Nestle is the um. <laughs> Big <to go> Nestle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does Big Nestle own Blue Bottle now? Big Nestle bought Blue Bottle a couple of years ago. Um, in their quest to gaslight hipsters. <laughs> oh no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see it. So you didn't wear my blue bottle pin that I gave you um, when I went to San Francisco. Mm. I should. <laughs> I didn't even bring it. I'm so sorry. I keep that in my <laughs> treasured chest of of memories. <laughs> my my lockbox. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, pretty pretty fun time. I spent most of my weekend actually out in. Um, mill valley milf valley as i like to call it because it's where all the rich mamas live oh yeah uh, it's north of the golden gate north of the golden gate so is that mm -hmm. sausalito near sausalito yep sausalito is kind of part of uh marin county all that area you got the rolling oh. hills you got the ocean you got all the houses on the hill you got little ferry boats mm -hmm. coming in and out you can get like you can spend there's no ceiling to the price you can pay for avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Even more than um, in the financial district of San Francisco where all the tech bros eat lunch. Yeah, dude, because tech bros are honestly pretty cheap. You know, they they're like want to get a super duper burger, whatever, like the lowest tier version of that is. Mm -hmm. uh, or they're like just hitting the soylent hard. The cheapest people on earth <laughs> are like the guys that made money in tech. Because they had no it's aspirations to be successful. They just wanted to code. Yeah, they just wanted to like hack girls like Instagram accounts. Mm -hmm, <laughs> That's mm -hmm. why they're in tech and now they work at Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, they don't know what to do with the money. Um, and they are far too logical, quite literary, literally because they code logic um, <laughs> to overpay for brunch. Yeah. 
and I think there's also like a thing where you get used to everything just kind of being free, right? It's mm-hmm. like you go to work, lunch is free, you go have free beer at the company bar in the building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, pop into free transportation, the, the private Uber yeah. black, everything. Take the free expensive. Uber to the free gym and then yep. go to your company subsidized apartment. Mm-hmm. Head back to your corporate housing penthouse and sleep in your fully furnished bedroom. Mm-hmm. Your Twitter branded Eames chair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. You, like Twitter comes in the the Twitter cleaner comes to your Twitter house <laughs> and uh, they wash your Twitter duvet <laughs> so it's all clean when you get home from your hard yeah. day's lunch at Twitter. Yeah, when Mama Bird knocks on your oh, knocks on the door of your bird's nest and <laughs> your nest. drops off a new pack of worms for you. Damn, Shit, you think man. they say that at the bottom of like your hiring package with your corporate housing lease is like bless this nest. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, dude, that I think that's like the biggest thing I don't like about San Francisco. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. is like the whole stereotype that is unfortunately true. Of all the tech bros kind of like taking over the city and making it mm-hmm. their own. And you also like see them everywhere and they just stand out way too much for my liking. It's not for sure. It's not for me, Ty. There's a culture war going on between the tech bros and then like the hippies of the 60s. And it's pretty fascinating mm-hmm. to see both planes of existence living simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, both like I was at driving. Park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was in the back of an Uber. And I drove past an autonomous vehicle that was like mapping the roads, but it had mm-hmm. been pulled over by a San Francisco <laughs> police officer. And they actually oh. had like three squad cars surrounding it so that it couldn't drive away. But there's oh, no shit. humans around. I don't know what they were going to do with it, who they were going to arrest or ticket. Whoa. <laughs> but this is like kind of what's happening on the streets there on the on, uh, boots mm-hmm. on the ground or non-existent actually, because there's no yeah. humans. Yeah. Those things, that's a very literal like manifestation of my hatred for San Francisco is mm. those fucking cars with like 80 cameras on them with like some dude in the passenger seat with on an iPad. It's like just mm-hmm. like that. Just like I just like can't stand seeing that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Really an enigma of a city. It has um, so many weird things going on that you will see ne- nowhere else. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Did you um, did you go to the the mission and get some Mexican food? <laughs> I skipped the Mexican this time around. I <laughs> had some beers there. I, oh, I had some arancini balls. Is that Mexican? Not really. <laughs> <It's> Italian. <laughs> um, I did. I did walk down uh, Valencia Street and the rest of the mission area. Um, bought some bean bar chocolate and uh, just mostly fluid. But it's always fun to see what thrift store is popping up there. Or uh, I think mm-hmm. there's like an Everlane store there for some reason. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know when I'll ever be back, to be honest. Oh, dude, like it's a you, place you only go when you need to. You really like House of Prime Rib, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I went there and it was very good. Did you yeah. did you find uh, like a lab grown um like beef (laughs) beef shank or something yeah instead of house of prime rib it's laboratory of prime rib no i didn't (laughs) make i didn't make my way over there i think that's on pope street but i did 
sit at a bar where across the street or like the table next to me, I overheard a woman say, I work at House of Prime Rib and my 15 year old boy keeps jacking off at high school. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, that's what she said. (laughs) Hold on. My 15 year old boy is jacking off in high school. Yeah. What does that have to do with Prime Rib? I don't know. She's just like, somehow in the same sentence, she said those two completely different things. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Jacking off in high school. Yeah, like in the bathrooms. And then she's like, and by the way, I work at House of Prime Rib. (laughs) Huh. Well, she's talking about her. Is it like a bring your kid to work day type of situation? And like he's jacking off in the Prime Rib bathroom. (laughs) I, I don't know. I think maybe it's like I can't, I can't go pick them up from school because I have to wait some tables. I have to oh. serve the rib. He's mm. he's rubbing the rib and I'm serving the rib. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. That, one yeah, of those isn't that is not prime. Dude, the minute yeah. I heard the words House of Prime Rib, though, I perked up. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the way that the way that narrative went was like <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I'm just remembering now that I went to San Francisco with my in-laws, mm-hmm. similar to you. Um, <laughs> and I've, that's when I discovered that my in-laws love stealing things from restaurants. <laughs> mm, they like, the, so, they like uh, the merch. They love the merch, Ty. And once we got back to Vancouver, I just like we went over there for dinner and I saw like in their cabinet, they had like two huge steak knives that are house of rib. <laughs> House of Primer branded. I was like, holy fuck, you brought those on the plane. <laughs> Damn, they got so, those through costumes? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And then also two very familiar tiki mugs. <laughs> and I was like, oh. wait a second. <laughs> they they looted the House of Prime Rib and the Tonga Room tie. Wow. I can't yeah. believe that. I ain't about that. Yeah. Maybe at one point in my life. But yeah, I, I raided the free mints at the door. And the mm-hmm. matches that they hand out, but no, Consumables, no steak that makes sense. Consumables, exactly. Mm-hmm, they're they're meant mm-hmm. to be taken. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is that is very messed up. Mm-hmm. The same way House of Prime Rib had like tiny little packs of matches at the front of their at the front of house. Mm-hmm. Blue Bottle had a big tub of pins <laughs> that i can <could> yeah. take <laughs> so it's like it's like when you like leave a restaurant you grab a mint or like some matches to light up a cig mm-hmm. it's like I, I grabbed the pin so i could always remember my time at blue bottle and mm-hmm. so i could pass it along to my co-host how it's, beautiful it's is perfect that? for anyone that has like a twitter branded backpack that they need to personalize <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i have to make sure i don't mix up my <laughs> my um my everlane notebook at work with <laughs> With this Everyone little, else's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Damn. Well, I mean, like, it's kind of funny because I'm like, I'm not really about the merch. But then if you think about all of Subway's meat, vegetables, and sauces, they're all kind of like free merch that comes with the bread. God damn it. Or the gloves. The gloves are technically free, Ty. If only they branded the gloves. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that could actually be a cool merch moment. It's like... I don't want my hands to smell. Throw in some gloves for me, will ya? Mm. Well, I don't understand why they bag your footlock. At the end <laughs> of the creation of the footlock, they should just turn the glove inside out around the sandwich. Oh, no. And then just give like it a little shit. twist. 
Yeah, like a bag of dog shit. And <laughs> <handed over. laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Why do they need to that. waste so much plastic? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, like taking or, the gloves off, anyways. Or tie. You know, there's another way you could do this. You could once you take the sandwich out of the bag. Once the sandwich is out of the bag, mm-hmm. you can use the bag as a glove and just like <sighs> put your hand back in the glove and like eat Ew. that way. That'd be so cool if Subway just added like five fingers of plastic worth <laughs> at the bottom of the bag so that it was like a shoulder length, like surgical glove <laughs> that you actually had a little bit of like uh, dexterity with as well. That's a brilliant idea. I'm going to sketch this after this. I'm going to get, I'm going to get mid journey to make this for us. Yeah. Can you, um, we'll use that in, in some think fresh content. Mm-hmm. So please send me the P, a high res PNG of that when you're done. Yeah. I'll send you the patent as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the patent uh, reference number. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay. Well, I think we um, uncovered a lot today. We sure did. Um, Breadheads, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. We are so thank happy you. to be potting for your pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, hope this episode made you hungry. Hope it made you curious. Hope it, hope it fulfilled you in mm-hmm. a way where, you know, only a sandwich could do that. Yes, um, it's been prime ribbed for your pleasure. That's the episode title. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, Ty. Thanks for partying with me today. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Breadheads. Uh, ciao. <laughs>